And I just want to add my welcome to that of Wayne's, uh, particularly if you're uh, new to our church. My name is Sam Barnes. I'm the pastor here. And it is a great day today, a day of celebration as we stand beside uh, these young people, as Wayne said, who are declaring their faith publicly, who are going to go through the waters of baptism today. And we are just thrilled uh, that that is happening. Isn't it a great church that we have young people and young people are, are walking with Jesus and deciding to follow him. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. So I'm going to invite all of those uh, baptism candidates. You guys can come up. And also those who are just going to be with you to pray with you. So I think some of you, that's your parents. That'd be great. Come, actually, come up here on the stage. It'd be great. Fantastic. Maybe the parents can be behind the, the young people. Come forward, young people. <laughs> some of them are taller than the parents. That's all good. <laughs> We're going to be talking a little bit later about the purpose of baptism and the meaning of baptism, but one of the things that is important that we do is that there be a sense of a public declaration of faith, that there be a sense of this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And so we think it's really important that people give their testimony and share their story about why they're standing here today and why they've chosen to do what they're doing. Because that testimony isn't just good for them, but it actually builds us up. And as we hear what God is doing amongst these young people, it it builds the the faith of the church up. So what we're going to do is we're going to go, maybe we'll start this end because we've got the mic at this end. (laughs) Um, And each young person is going to share their story of faith. And after that, we're going to pray individually. And then after that, after we've gone down the line, I'm going to, I'm going to pray for them all. And you, you, hopefully you guys join me as we pray. That would be great. So, Audrey, up to you first. Having grown up in a Christian family meant that I've known God since I was little. Although I have known God for a long time, it was only a couple years ago that I found out he wasn't just a made-up superhero, but a saviour. Knowing Jesus has helped me change and improve as a person. God has helped me through lots of challenges and tough times. This is why I'm wanting to get baptised today. I have been privileged enough to have known Jesus from a young age and have grown up in a Christian family. Ever since I was little, I would say I followed Jesus, but I didn't know Jesus or the impact he would have on my life. Last year when I started high school, a lot of things in my life changed. Everything was a whole lot more stressful and I didn't really focus on God at all. I felt stressed and anxious a lot of the time each day and I felt like there was no way out. I decided to try and pray about it more and spend more time in worship and this made a big impact on my life. This year, things have still been stressful, but I've been able to look to God a lot more. At a youth event, we were asked if we wanted to share our testimony, and I really didn't want to go up in front of everyone and share it, but I felt God pulling on my heart to share it, and I knew I had to. It was really amazing because I had been praying to God at that youth event to help me to be able to be more open about my faith, as I had felt that I was not really the kind of person who would go up and tell everyone about my life in Jesus. In the end, I strongly felt God telling me to share my testimony, and I could really feel that God had answered my prayer and wanted me to take that next step in sharing my faith. Now I'm taking the next step by getting baptised and declaring that I am a follower of Jesus. I was fortunate to grow up in a Christian home and in the church, and I've grown up wanting to follow Jesus my whole life. But when it came to a really difficult time in my life, I ended up just desperately wanting to make everything better on my own. 
I tried over and over to make something work as I thought it would be the solution I needed to pick myself up again. It was when I realised that the emptiness wasn't going to be satisfied that this solution that I actually began to turn to Jesus for my strength and purpose. When I relied on Jesus instead of a perfect everyday life, I found peace. I don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life, but I know that God has a plan for me and will guide me through it. Today I've decided to get baptised because I've always liked the idea of baptism, but I've wanted to wait until I was a bit older to understand it all and the way it would change my life. I've been so incredibly blessed to have family bring me up in a loving Christian environment. Just like a lot of the kids here, I watched VeggieTales, loved the picture book Bibles and went to kids' church. So I knew about a Jesus, I just didn't know him personally. In year five, I moved schools from Ronella to from Emmaus to Ronella East College, and that's when I noticed Jesus more in my life. I meant to be kind, I learned to be kind and compassionate on others because I wanted to show them Jesus even though I was learning myself and who he is. That's when I really decided that I loved him and I really knew him for who he was. From then on, I decided to live just like Jesus and I tried my best in my everyday life. Leading up to year nine, I definitely had moments where I've drifted away from God recently and in the past, but God has always come back for me and pulled me closer to him. Again this year, I went on a summer camp, and there I felt the presence of God like never before. Youth camps have definitely been building blocks in my faith, but I felt the Lord's presence in the quiet, still moments as well. God has gotten me through some of the most difficult times and led me here step by step, so every day I try my best to live for Him. I hope my testimony can be proof of God walking in my life. The past couple of years, I have faced quite a lot of health issues involving injuries. I felt lost and sorry for myself and quite down, and I lost a lot of faith in Jesus. But with the help of Jesus through my family, I realised that I had a lot to be grateful for. I have health insurance. My injuries always allowed me to go back to what I love doing, which is gymnastics. And I had friends and family who stood by me through it all and still do. I want to continue to follow Jesus and become closer to him. Now I look for a positive in every day as he has blessed me with a wonderful life. I've always known that Jesus loves me and I've always wanted him to be my saviour. But I didn't want him to be my Lord. When I prayed the sinner's prayer, I always said, come into my heart, but not the rule my life bit. I was scared he was going to ask me to do things like get baptised, where I'd have to stand up in front of people and give my testimony. I went to see camp last summer, and I felt close to Jesus, and I finally gave in. It was the best feeling ever. Things have really changed for me, and one of the biggest is I'm not afraid to be baptised anymore. I've always known Jesus and known that he loves me, but ever since youth group and hearing people's testimonies, I've started to think about him and how he related to my life, and I've decided to follow him and to be baptised. I've always grown up in a church background, and my dad's the pastor, so that helps. And I've had encounters with God before, one of them being at Glow Church in Queensland, and that was like full-on church, big worship, but it was, I experienced his peace and tranquility, and that was a bit different, and I realised that God is in control, and I don't have to do anything, and I just can relax, I don't have to push forward and try and progress myself. And I want to own what Jesus has done for me. And he has blessed my life in so many ways. And I want to accept what he has done for me. And I want to live my life for Christ. Which for me means putting others first, not thinking about myself, trying to put a guard over my tongue. Join us as we pray. Father, I want to thank you for Jasper. Thank you for who you've created him to be. 
his steadfastness and his desire to follow you. Lord, we pray that today would be a significant moment in his life, that as he is baptised, that he would know your power, that he would know your presence with him each day and that you'd draw him deeper to know you more. Thank you for him, Lord. I pray for Jackson. Thank you for his life. Thank you for his energy and enthusiasm, his gifts of leadership. And we pray, Lord Jesus, as he is baptised today, that this would be an important moment as he declares his love for you and his desire to follow you. Pray that you continue to bring out the gifts that you've given him to bless your church and to bless your world, Lord. And I pray for Skylar. Thank you, Lord, that she gave in to you, as we all do at some point, and we acknowledge you as our Lord and our Saviour. Father, today, I pray that you would be with her in a very real way, that this would be a significant moment in her faith journey with you, and as she continues to trust and follow you each day, with each decision and in her life going forward. Thank you for her. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, sorry, I never prayed out loud. It's very hard for me, so I'll have a go. Um, thank you, Lord, for giving us the blessing of having Luciana. She's a great angel of light for us. I, uh, <laughs> thank you for touching her heart and for her opening to you. Please bless her, guide her all the way through, and protect her, especially when she's doing all her high skills. And I ask you to heal her so that any disease that she has can go away. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, we just want to thank you for this really special day. Father, we just want to pray your special blessing over Chelsea as she takes this step of faith. Lord, we want to pray that you would surround her and protect her faith to grow it stronger and stronger every day. Lord, we pray your protection over her heart and mind as she steps out to live for you bravely. May she know a deep sense of your purpose, your tangible presence with her every day. We pray, Lord, that you would surround her um, with mentors, Father, and um, people that can come alongside and just connect with her to lead you um, to her more deeply. Lord, I just thank you for our beautiful church family, Lord, who are already doing that, and we do just continue to pray um, for your protection over her connections that she'll make in the future, um, Lord, with others so that she can draw closer to you. Thank you so much, Lord, um, that your angels in heaven are rejoicing over her and all of the others here today that have committed their life to you um, in a deeper way. And Lord, we just thank you for the way you're going to lead and guide them, that your Holy Spirit will be with them. And we just thank you, Father, that they've had the courage to step out for you today. We ask your blessing to rest over each of them in Jesus' name. Lord, I just uh, thank you for Brianna and uh, her journey has been a really interesting one, Lord, where she's come to trust you through difficult times and may not know where she's heading, she's, she should have shared, Lord, but I just thank you, Father, that you've got a plan for her life, 
that you want to give her rich blessings in knowing who you are and um, experiencing who you are, Lord. So we just uh, honour you, Father, for drawing young people to you. You continue to draw us. You're always knocking on our door and you want to know us and you want us to know you deeply and we just thank you for that. And Lord, thank you for Adele who's as well just been on a similar journey, Lord, and we just thank you that we've been able to see her um, grow in courage and in her faith, that she wants to publicly declare as well her love for you and um, her trust for you and that you are as well emboldening her and giving her great direction for her life too. So thank you, Father, for these girls and, um, yeah, just their journey, Lord. We just continue to pray that you will grow and nurture their faith. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the blessing that Audrey is in our family and to those that she knows. We thank you for her her kind and helpful heart, Lord, and, um, <clears throat> and her strong spirit. Um, so grateful that she's made the decision to just step out in faith today, Lord, and just um, declare her relationship with you. And I just pray that you'll bring her spirit upon her today in a fresh and new way, Lord. We just ask for strengthening of her mind and... and um, that you will just be with her, Lord, and just show your presence to her every day. Amen. Well, wasn't that encouraging to hear so many different uh, stories, different um, sides to a journey of faith for all of these young people? Now, they aren't just growing up in a bubble. They're growing up in the church. And we are part of all that they're going to um, be doing in terms of Ophelia. Ophelia wants to say something in a minute. In a minute. Um, and what was I saying? Yeah, so I want us to all stand in a moment uh, and you might want to uh, raise your hands towards these young people because uh, you are part of their journey. Uh, they aren't here because they've made it. They're here because they're, they're on a journey and you're part of uh, encouraging and building them up in the faith. You are their role models. You're the ones that are their mentors to get alongside them. And so we want to pray uh, particularly God's blessing and for a, uh, an infilling of the spirit. But Philia, you want to mention something? They're here. You're here and you look so beautiful because God is with you. But I would like to say something. Please believe in yourself that you are special. Don't let anybody put you down. You have to believe in yourself and you have to try to succeed no matter what. But if you succeed, good, okay. But if not, you know you have been trying. But please believe in God and don't let anybody put you down. You keep trying in life and you're very special. I can't believe I'm doing that today. It's been on my mind all the time. And look how beautiful. Don't you ever see the beauty in you? Who do you think make you like this? Yeah. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I just can't keep my mouth shut. Sorry. No, it's beautiful. You are all incredibly beautiful, and God's made you all individual, and he's, he's got a plan and a purpose for you. So can we stand up? And you might want to lift your, your hands uh, towards these young people as we, as we pray for them. Yes. Lord, we just thank you for these young people. We thank you for the, the way that they inspire our faith, that you are a God who is faithful and who has uh, come alongside them and revealed yourself to them. And they haven't just said, oh, oh, that's a nice thing, but I desire this for my life. I desire to follow Jesus uh, in my life. And so, Lord, we pray right now that you would lead them. Lord, we just pray that you would guide them. Lord, we pray that they'd know the path that you have set out for them in their life. 
We know that this day is a special day, but it's just one day in the rest of their life with you. And the rest of their life with you is going to be beautiful and that you have a plan and a purpose for each and every one of them. So Lord, we just pray for a filling of your spirit right now, that they would know your presence uh, that is intangible, that is Sorry, that is tangible and is real, that is, that is here with us. Lord, that your, your presence just come upon them right now. We just pray even that you would uh, impart gifts to them for what you have planned for their lives. Lord, we just thank you for these young people. Ask that you continue to grow them, mature them, build them up, Lord, and uh, allow them to be all that they can be, both in the church and out of the church, that they would be a, a shining light, an example of Christ in the community, that um, others would come to know you because of their faith in you. So, Lord, bless them now. Encourage them now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, I'm going to hand over to Joe. Well, it's a bit of a celebration day, so we've got some gifts that we wanted to bless all of you with from our church family. Have a seat, everybody. And they're behind you guys here. <laughs> so we have, we've got a little... Um, a pack of things with your baptism certificate that um, will be a little bit more relevant in an hour or so. But for each of you, we've um, we've chosen a T-shirt that we hope that you really enjoy wearing and that you remember this day as something of significance and a time in your faith journey when you can look back and go, wow, that was a really special day. So um, should we give them a clap? And as they receive their little bags, they'll head back. And we were going to say, you can, you can choose to get baptised in the T-shirt or you can have it as a special wear afterwards as well. And there's also in there uh, a little devotion from Barry Chant because uh, we, we just acknowledge that, um, that this, is, this is just one part of your life and there is still growing, there's still maturing, there's still discipling to come. And so we wanted to encourage you that this day to to continue on that faith journey and there's a little devotion in there to help you to grow and we think it would be great for maybe ask a mentor in the church or a parent to go through those things with you. Uh, the second chapter is on baptism but you've got your tick for that one so you've passed that course. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, we just wanted to really bless you and, and, and just cheer you on in all that you've done today. So could you give them another clap as they head to their seats? And it's a chance for uh, the kids now to head out to your uh, ministry areas and tribe. You guys are staying in this morning, but um, all of the other uh, kids' ministry areas, you can head out now. Year six up, staying in. Thank you. Invite, invite us all to stand again. And we're going to sing the story of what our Father has done for us through his son. And uh, this is the testimony that we all have, those of us who belong to Christ. Why should I gain? Why should I gain? 
you, Father, for your great love. You may be seated. Let's stay in an attitude of prayer as Richard leads us. I thought that um, we as the body of Christ in this place should also pray about these baptisms, so please join with me. Heavenly Father, we pray now for those who are about to be baptised this day. We thank you for these new brothers and sisters in Christ who will be joining the church community today. We thank you for the work of your Holy Spirit that has led them to this decision. And we thank you also for all of those who have been part of their journey so far. Father, we rejoice for them and we rejoice with them this day. I pray for all we Christians in this church that we will welcome them into our fellowship, that we will love them as Jesus has loved us, and that each one of us will be prepared to walk with them and help them throughout their Christian journey. Father, we thank you that these young people are prepared to put their trust in you today. As they go forward, help us to teach them and to show them how to trust you first, how to trust you always, and how to trust you in every circumstance. Help them, we pray, to grow in their trust, no matter the situation. Father, we know from our own lives that these new Christians will experience both good times and bad in their Christian lives. We pray, Father, that we may walk alongside them, that we may rejoice with them in the good times and help, encourage and stand with them when times are bad. Father, we know that they will encounter the weeds and thistles of this life's demands and distractions. Give them strength of purpose, we pray. Give them wisdom, we pray. Give them endurance and patience, we pray, so that this new life in Christ that starts today will not be overcome in the months and years ahead by this world in which we live. Help those of us, Father, who know what the weeds and thistles are like, to guide these young ones to good soil, where they may grow and be fruitful. And Father, we pray that you will encourage those of us with the years of wisdom we've gained from those who went before us, from our walking with you, and from our growing our faith by experiencing you, to pass on what we have gained to this new generation. Whether there are opportunities for mentoring or just a friendly word or chat, encourage us to make ourselves available to them. We pray these things this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this morning, um, the original idea was to finish our series of Acts. We've got one chapter left in the book of Acts in our, in our Acts series. But I thought, you know what, we've, we've, this is a special day. Uh, this is all about baptism. It's all about the young people. It would be remiss of us not to just talk about what baptism is and to encourage one another in the, the idea of, of baptism. And so that's why uh, we kept Tribe in today, because Tribe, um, your friends are getting baptised today. And some, some of you might be saying, well, what is this all, all about? And how can I understand what's actually going on? And so we wanted to keep you in to help uh, understand that and for the, the young people getting baptised to continue to encourage you. And we're going to need to be 
swift this morning because we want to uh, get to the Callis's house. So if you feel like I'm just pushing on fast, that's because I've been given 10 minutes. Uh, that's a joke. Um, so... <laughs> So this morning, uh, we, we want to talk about baptism. And I don't know about you, but when I was a, a young person, uh, probably even these guys' age, I would look at people getting baptised and I'd say, what's that all about? Seems like a strange thing to to do, to sort of put yourself underwater and does it actually do anything? Like, does it change a person? And I had all these questions. And so I'm going to I'm going to pose a couple of questions this morning and hopefully be able to answer those as we go along. And my hope and my prayer is that perhaps even for some of you, uh, you might be inspired and that you might uh, be, uh, be, be role modelled by these young people and perhaps even today you might feel like, hey, baptism is something for me. So I grew up, as I said, I didn't really think much about baptism. I didn't really think it was important. I didn't really think it was, was, was needed. The Lord really touched my life and called me into ministry. And I went through Bible college and it was an amazing time. And I was about to go to my very first position uh, as a youth pastor in a Baptist church. And we did our, our interview and everything was going really, really well. And at the very end, they said, oh, and you are baptised, aren't you? To which I said, no. Nah. <laughs> it's like, no, nah? well, what's all that about? Um, I said, well, we've got to sort that out. And after sort of understanding and, and, and reading and, and, and learning about what baptism actually is, I then desired to be baptised. Because I think sometimes we have the wrong picture of what baptism is and hope, hopefully we can clear some of those things up this morning. I think one of my biggest questions was, do I need to get baptised? Like, is this necessary? Is this something that is required of me? And I might shock some of you here, but the answer is no. What? What do you mean no? You don't need... So let me explain. <laughs> we don't need to get baptised for salvation. Baptism doesn't save us. Jesus saves us through faith in him and what he has done. And when we put our hope in him, that is the saving work of what happens in our lives. So baptism isn't some sort of magical key that unlocks something. It's not, it's not a sign of someone who's better Christian than someone who doesn't get baptised. It's not, it's not a kind of a graduation ceremony to say, yeah, you got your ticket into heaven. Jesus doesn't sort of say, when you get to heaven, those baptised this way go that way, those who don't go this way. I think a perfect example of that is the thief on the cross. When he said to Jesus on the cross, remember me, and Jesus said to him, this day you'll be with me in heaven. Now, Jesus didn't say, hang on, we've got to stop this whole cross ceremony. Let's get down. Let's find some water to baptise you in order to save you. The saving work of Jesus is done through the cross, and that is very paramount to know. So we don't need to get baptised, but there's a difference between needing and wanting. And my hope and my prayer is that when we come to faith in Jesus, yes, while the requirement isn't there, there is a desire. 
There is a heart to, there is a want to. And we saw that in all of their testimonies this morning, didn't we? That they have come to a point where they've put their faith in Christ and because of that there's this desire, there's this willingness and there's this want to publicly declare that faith amongst people and to share and to get baptised. And so... um, So baptism, I really wanted to make that clear because some people come to baptism with the wrong motivation. They think, oh, I need something special in order to make me something that I'm not. I need to go through this thing to change me. But baptism is really a a symbolic thing that that change has already taken place that Jesus has done something in their hearts and that the the symbolic nature of that takes place in the purpose of baptism. So the next question, well, if I don't need to, then why? Why on earth would I go through this process? Well, the first thing I want to say is that Jesus tells us to. And as these people have declared, as they want to be followers of Jesus, as they want them to be their Lord, not just their Saviour, The Lord means that we uh, do what our Lord instructs us to. And Jesus tells his his followers. There are two things that uh, we talk about in church that Jesus has ordained. Sometimes we call these sacraments. And I don't particularly like the word sacrament because I think it's very religious and it feels like sacrifice. But ordinance is another name that we give these two things. So baptism and communion are things that Jesus has ordained for his church, that Jesus has called those who are followers of him to partake in. And this morning we've got both ordinances happening. Isn't that incredible? We've got baptism and we're going to be sharing in communion later on. But Jesus in the great commandment says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to be doing today. And teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So Jesus tells his followers to be baptized. So that's a great uh, reason to be baptized. Another one is that it is the New Testament pattern. We see all throughout the New Testament that those who come to faith are baptized. And quite often this is, this happens in a very close, <laughs> uh, proximity to their faith uh, statement. We've been going through the book of Acts and I know I've put these slides up before, but it's a good reminder that just a couple of examples and I don't have time to read them out. But as you look through all through the book of Acts, whether it be uh, when the Gentiles first believed, whether it be Peter's first sermon, whether it be the Ethiopian eunuch, uh, every time someone came to faith, they were baptised. And on hearing this, number nine, they were baptised in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So it is the New Testament pattern. uh, Thirdly, Jesus modelled baptism. uh, John the Baptist was, was baptising those uh, in the River Jordan and Jesus came to John and he desired to be baptised. And remember John's reaction, no, no, I can't, 
I can't possibly baptize you because John's baptism was a, a baptism of repentance. It was preparing people's hearts for the coming Messiah. And Jesus comes there and he says, no, I desire to identify with, with sinful humanity and I want to join myself uh, to them. And so Jesus uh, is baptized and we know that uh, Jesus, as he's baptized and as he comes out of the water, the Spirit comes upon him and we hear a voice from heaven saying, this is my son whom I love and I am well pleased. And do you know, uh, baptism candidates, I want to talk to you, you know that the Lord says that about each and every one of you? A bit like what Philia mentioned this morning, that he loves you and that, in, in, that he is well pleased uh, with each and every one of you. And so Jesus models baptism. And fourthly, it gives us an opportunity to publicly declare our faith. We can stand before friends and family and and those outside and say that my faith isn't a private thing. It's not just a, a thing that I have behind closed doors, but because of what Jesus has done in my life, I now desire to share that with everyone around me. And I was thinking about this, and imagine if uh, when I wanted to marry Joe, and you know this this there's this commitment that's happened in my heart. This is a real thing. I, I want to connect with her. I want to live my life with her, and I get down on one knee and I propose to her, and I say, I want to I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I want to give myself to you. I want to love you as Christ loved the church. Oh, and by the way, can we just um, just do it in secret and and not tell anyone about it? And imagine her reaction. It's like, what? No, this is an amazing thing. We want to have people. We want to have family. We want to share this amazing thing that has happened and celebrate the joy of this wonderful moment. And that is what we, we do and hopefully what was happening this morning is we're, we're getting alongside, we're celebrating, we're giving joy, we're, we're understanding that their testimony is something that is real and important to them. And so we publicly declare their faith. And I want to put a fifth one on there that I just thought of before. You know, I was, I was a little bit teary as the kids were giving their testimony because their testimony, their baptism builds me up. Their declaration of faith builds up the church. So another reason to get baptised is that it's not just about them. It's about the whole church family being together and being uh, enjoying all that happening and being built up. So what then is baptism? What is actually going on for baptism? I, Whenever I, I talk to people about Baptism, I like to use this phrase. It is an outward sign of an inward reality. So the inward reality, the something that's happened in your life is that Jesus has made a difference in your heart, that you have given your life to him, that you've put your faith in him and that there's been a transformation in your life. And, and because of that inward transformation, we, we show what's happened on the inside by an outward, physical, uh, symbolic uh, meaning of that. And so what's happened on the inside is shown through the symbolism of baptism. And both baptism and communion symbolise the good news of the gospel. They are the gospel 
in action. We can see it as it's, as it's mapped out before us. And so uh, it describes the gospel in a symbolic way, that Jesus loved us so much that he, took, he identified himself with sinful humanity at his baptism, that he took that upon himself, that he chose to go to a cross to die for us, for our sins, that he died that death, that he was buried, and on the third day he was raised to life. And because of that, we have a newness of life in him. And that is the gospel. And both communion and baptism share that picture. Romans 6 says, don't you know that all of us who are baptised into Christ, is talking about this in the same way that Jesus identified with us in our baptism, we identify with him, we are joined to him. There's this mystical union. Don't you know that all of us who are baptised into Christ Jesus were baptised into his death? We therefore were buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we may too have live a new life. And Colossians says the same thing. Having been buried with him in baptism, you are also raised with him through faith in, in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And so... You baptism candidates, today when you're in the water, as you stand in the water, that symbolises being there on the cross. And as you go under the water, it says that the those who are in Christ Jesus, the old has gone, the new has come. So you're, so so Jackson, the old Jackson is dead. Audrey, the old Jack, the old Audrey is dead. Chelsea, the old Audrey has has been done away with. The old, Chelsea has been done away with. Thank you. Jasper, the old Jasper has done away with. Skylar, Luciana, the, the, the old you is, is buried and dead under the water, symbolising the fact that we were buried with Christ, with him. But you know what? You and I, and this is the beauty of the gospel, this is grace, no one here can save themselves. No one here can raise themselves from the dead. We trust in an outside power to do what we can't do. And that is the same as as we're raised up out of the water. That's symbolising that Jesus has done what we can't do. In him, we are raised to a new life in him, that we have have a a new life and a new walk with him and that we can come out of the water. I think um, someone, I think it was Nicky Gumbel, uh, he once sort of gave this illustration. Um, imagine this piece of plastic is a person <laughs> and, and this Bible is Jesus. And in, the gospel means that because we are in him and him in us, that, that we are in Christ and we're, we're put in Jesus. And because of that, his death becomes our death. And as, his, as he was buried, we were buried. But that's not where the gospel ends. We know that Jesus was raised to life. And because he was raised to life and because we are in him, we too are raised to a new life. So we can't save ourselves. That's what happens. So it shows others that you belong to Christ and have been accepted into the church. You're on the team. 
and uh, Richard prayed this. You know, we're not just baptised just individually. Baptism actually is a way of coming into the church, into the body of Christ, into uh, the the team, if you like. Um, someone once said, you know, when when a sports team is on the field, you can identify which team they're on by the jer- jersey that they're wearing. And baptism, in a way, is a bit like getting the jersey to be on Team Jesus. And um, Philia, again, mentioned, you know, some, some people might put you down for the jersey that you're wearing. Some people might have questions for the jersey that you're wearing today. But what other team would we want to be on? Jesus defeated death. He was raised to life. He all of Authority in heaven on earth has been given to him. What a what a great team to be on, amen. And 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 kids, you guys are going to be getting your jersey this morning, and you're going to be part of God's team. And and what this does for us also is it reminds us we're going to have memories, church, of these young people going in the waters and being being raised to life. I don't know. Do you guys remember the twenty fifth? birthday anniversary had and we had some videos in the past baptisms and I remember Dave Webb with his I love Jesus t-shirt being baptized and for me my memory goes he got the jersey that day he's part of the team and we we can celebrate and look back and and see those amongst us who've decided to follow Jesus those who've decided to put their faith in him and so Quickly, who should be baptised? Well, anyone and everyone who's put their faith in Jesus. Do you have your faith in Jesus to save you? Then you should be baptised. And when should you be baptised? Well, as soon as possible. In fact, you know what? If, if you're feeling challenged this morning, there's some op shops on the way to John and Denise's. You can get some bathers and you can join those who are getting baptised today. Why not? Why not declare your faith uh, with those young people who are, who are being baptised? Something struck me as I, was, as I was reading through this Great Commission. It says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded. Notice how it doesn't say, make disciples of all nations, teach them, and when they graduate, when they sort of show that they're good enough, when they reach the highest peak of Christian discipleship, then baptise them. That's not the order that Jesus says. Jesus says, make disciples of of people and baptise them. Baptism isn't a sign of we've we've made it, we've got there. Baptism is a sign of putting our faith and our trust that Jesus is going to get us there and that he's going to mature us and he's going to teach us and he's going to guide us. And so, again, that's a challenge for us as a church that we don't just have this as a, a single one-off moment that's, that's sort of just by itself, but this is a moment that we take hold of and each week we ask them, hey, how are you going? How's your week? Has, how's God spoken to you? Hey, I've got a word for you this morning. Hey, I was praying for you and God said this. It's our role to be building up and discipling these young people uh, in the church. So one of the verses in Acts 
was simply this, and now what are you waiting for? Church, what are you waiting for? Are there some of you here this morning who perhaps like me thought baptism? Eh. But maybe this morning Jesus is saying to you, hey, this is something that I'm calling you to. I want you to publicly declare where you stand. I want you to be an encouragement to those around you. I want you to acknowledge that maybe you don't have it all together and maybe you're waiting until that magical day when you've got it all together, but friends, that's never coming. Maybe today is the day that Jesus is calling you to be baptised. So baptism, baptism is one symbolic way that we share the gospel in the church. The other one is in communion. And we wanted to do this this morning, uh, particularly for the, the baptism candidates who are getting baptised, for them to share in communion uh, as they get baptised today. But Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he was with his friends and they were all a bit confused and they didn't really know what was happening. It was only afterwards that they got the whole picture. And he took took the bread and he broke it and he said, this is my body which is given for you. And he said, do this in remembrance of me. There's that ordinance that Jesus has ordained this. He's telling his church to do this, to remember, because we can go through our lives and we can make steps and we can make moments and then we can just get on this treadmill and and we forget what's the most important. What is at the centre of the gospel? is that Jesus loved us so much that he died for us and that he raised us to new life in him. That is all that matters. And we might have troubles. We might have desires to do certain things. We might have hopes and achievements in our lives, but all of those fade into insignificance at the end of time. And that's why we need to remember that Jesus' body was given for us, for the forgiveness of our sins. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup and he said, this is, a, this is a cup of a new covenant. See, he's doing a new thing. The old is gone, the new has come. Cup of the new covenant in my blood given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so, friends, as we take the bread and as we take the cup, we're proclaiming the gospel in symbolic ways. We are proclaiming the gospel until he comes again. And we are following his, his desire for us to walk in communion and to walk in baptism. So let us pray. And then Kathy has written a song and we wanted, we wanted her to sing this, uh, particularly as a special moment for those young people who are coming up uh, for being baptised today. Uh, no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. And that is, that is your testimony this morning. So let us pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the gospel. We thank you for the good news that Jesus identified with us, he took on our flesh, that he died the death that we deserved. But, Lord, that you raised him to life, 
that there is a power outside of ourselves at work in the gospel that is the power to save, and it is in Jesus' name alone. And so, Lord, we thank you for this meal that we can share together that reminds us of the power of the gospel, that you, Jesus, loved us so much that you came and that you came to that cross and you gave yourself so sacrificially and so full that we don't need to walk this old life anymore, that we can walk a new life with you. And so, Lord, I just pray for everyone here that as we come to share this meal, we would be reminded of your love, we'd be reminded of your gospel, we'd be reminded of the truth, and most of all, Lord, that we'd be reminded of what is most important, what is uh, the way to new life and eternal life with you is through the cross and the resurrection of Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as Kathy sings this song, I want to invite this side of the church, uh, if you head to the, to the wall first, um, actually, sorry, come down the aisle first. and No. Head to the wall first, grab uh, the bread and the cup, and please hold on to the elements, and we're going to eat and drink together. And then you can head down the aisle, and once that side's done, this side do the same thing. Head to the wall and down the aisle. This song is really a meditation on Galatians 2.20. If you want to join in at any time, feel free. No longer I, no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. No longer I, no As Kathy was playing that song, I felt like the Lord gave me a word for someone here, um, and that is that you're struggling to prove yourself to God, that there's this striving in your heart to make yourself pleasing to God. And I want to say to you this morning, the whole point of what we're doing right now is that even before you were born, even while you had your back turned, Jesus died for you and he loves you so much. And it's not about what you do, but it's about what he has done. And he has made a way and he looks on you just like he looked on his son. This My son whom I love, he loves you so much. You don't need to strive and make a way. You don't need to prove yourself. That love is already there. And so for you this morning to just open up your heart and say, thank you that you loved me. Thank you that I don't need to strive. Thank you that I don't need to work to earn your favour. Thank you that you have done everything possible for me.
Let's stand together. Lord, we thank you that you died for us to take away our sin, that you made a way to reconcile us to yourself, that we were powerless to do anything in our own steam, but you in your great love and mercy, in your great power, have made a way for us to be in relationship with you. And so, Lord, we thank you for this meal. We ask that it be blessing to each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. So take and eat the body of our Lord Jesus Christ given for you. And take and drink Jesus' blood which was poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. And let's remain standing as we sing our final song We've talked about symbolism in the things that we're doing, and this song, again, speaks of the gospel, Thinks that speaks of how Jesus has died on that cross, but he has rose again, victorious, to give us new life. At the chasm that lay between us How high the mountain I could not climb In desperation I turned oh, Jesus Christ, my living hope Oh God, you Thanks, music team. Um, it's been an absolute joy uh, for me to be here today, and I'm sure it's the same for all of you. Um, it's just wonderful. Sam, thanks for sharing so clearly and succinctly. Kathy, for that song, that's fantastic as well. And um, yeah, for those that have uh, shared their testimony and the, the heartfelt prayers of those parents, is just so wonderful. And I know the the inner reality is is the main thing, but. A word of testimony is powerful when we've seen that today. Um, this is just a first. Being able to share that story can be powerful uh, and change other people's lives as well. So, yeah, thank you for all that's been shared today. And, um, yeah, in terms of what's next, um, as we said before, I will be regrouping at 12 at the Callis's home, bring food. And to keep with the celebration theme, we've got a magnificent cake down here and a piece for everyone. So please come down to the front and grab a piece of cake. Uh, hang about for a while for a chat. Uh, if you want prayer, our prayer team will be in the prayer room as well. Just, yeah, just pray God's blessing on each of you this day and on the coming week as well. Thank you.